0: Look at my reindeer. I have a reindeer and snowflake earrings.
1: I I have a question. I mean, I'm, I'm questioning that, the, the drawing, the depictation of that reindeer. Why? It looks like just a normal deer face with reindeer antlers. Does it matter? Yeah. Well, I mean, it does if you're just speaking biologically.
0: <laughs> that wasn't really in the consideration when I was... Uh,
1: <laughs> when you got it. It was more in the Christmas but, spirit. I totally exactly. understand that. And I love yeah. your snowflake earrings. Thank you. Welcome to Take Me to Coffee.
0: Hey, this is a mentorship podcast for the digital age. Ooh, the digital age.
1: Digital. What is that song?
0: Digital age for the digital dome. For the doers, the rule breakers, people who are building it from
1: the ground up. From movie stars to blog writers to Instagram creators, in this day and age, we have something to learn from everyone.
0: So this is your weekly chance to get personal with people who've been down the road before you.
1: And back again. You can soak up a whole lot of inspiration from every corner of the internet. Digital age for the digital dome.
0: Oh, I know. It's from Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Oh my God. I'll put it in the show. Oh my God. Have you seen Don't Hug Me? Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared?
1: No. What is that? is it arguably
0: no the best digital series on youtube i'm trying to think what i actually want to tell you because i really mostly need you to watch it without knowing anything but it's kind of like a it's like six episodes they are supposed to be putting new ones out soon um there was a trailer like six months ago uh with like sesame street kind of huge puppet characters yep and um that's all i'm telling you about it but you can't watch it right now because we have to do these (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Don't hug me. I'm scared. Well, I've got to put all these things down because you're going to forget to email me and you're going to be like, did you watch that thing? I'm going to be like, no. And then two podcasts from now, we're going to be like, hey, did you watch that thing? I was like, no, no. You didn't write it down. You didn't let me write it down. <laughs> it was my fault. I didn't Sorry. have a chance. It was your fault.
0: Just promise me you're going to call me as soon as you finish it. <laughs> Maybe even oh, like God. halfway through I the can, first just episode. Just like already.
1: That, oh my God. Whatever you have that no is. Idea.
0: You have no idea. You can't even begin have you seen it, Emily?
1: Oh my god, <gasps> damn it! I'm Can, will in you the, come on
0: the mic, please? I'm in
1: the fucking. M-
0: what did you <laughs> think about it here? without giving it away? What were your feelings? Um, I didn't remember exactly until I saw that image on Andrew's phone, and I just remember it being very interesting.
2: Very. <laughs> oh,
1: I like it. I like your pragmatic approach. We'll give anything away. Very interesting from our producer Emily Ho is risque <laughs> at best and i cannot even wait to see what kind of content they come up with i
0: can't I, we can't talk about it you have to watch it everybody listening go watch don't hug me i'm scared and then don't add us afterwards uh, <laughs> don't want to hear about yeah, it <laughs> nobody wants to know anything
1: about it because no. i want to watch it first and then all at us
0: yeah you add it i'm, I'm add gonna add us, us oh, okay at
1: tm2c podcast and then we'll see what happens see if we can get some like real replies going
0: Speaking of adding us, <clears throat> we're going to do like a, a year-end recap episode here in a couple of weeks where you guys can ask us questions, and we're going to reflect on our first six months of having this podcast. But before we do that, I need to tell you guys something. This is fresh news. No one knows this but me. We're currently on the podcast charts on two of them, business and technology and performing arts or arts and entertainment in Malta. Of course we are. I'm actually really proud of this, you guys, We because... If it's a mentorship podcast for the digital age, right, it has to mean that's one of the great things about the Internet is that like you can sort of transverse locations and speak to people all around the world. And we have been consistently on the charts in our first two months. In our We've been live two months and we've been on the charts in Australia, Malta, Ireland, Singapore, the UK, India, the US, obviously a bunch and a couple other countries that we were just sort of like in and out of for a little bit. I have to tell you something. I think that sometimes there's this idea that theater stuff only stays inside theater, and it was only interesting inside theater to theater people. And I am so fucking proud that we have people listening to us all over the world. In fact, it's crazy. It's just crazy.
1: Would you venture to say that the Shakespearean phrase... All the world is a stage would apply here,
0: <laughs> yeah. And we are merely players it.
1: because that kind of you know is art imitating life at this point.
0: Look, the Broadway Unlocked, our parent company that created this podcast, their their tagline is "innovation for every stage." And so I think that is, and exactly it's not right. just
1: you know zero to a hundred years old. That we're talking about stages, real stages, physical stages where we do performance. <laughs> stupid, you are stupid.
0: So you're Andrew, you're like, what, two weeks from being Dunzo's? Three oh, weeks? No, I'm
1: three Three sweet weeks, twenty five shows. But who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> not me. Not me at all. Uh, if you guys want to look around my apartment a little bit, I've got the boxes staged already. Oh
0: yes. What if you came home and then this podcast just went to shit because we realized we couldn't actually be in the same room with each other anymore after these two years apart?
1: That the dynamic didn't work? Is that is that what we're afraid yeah. of? <laughs> Oh no! I think that we, I think that we should still do it the same way. Like I'll be in my apartment just downtown, and you'll be in your apartment uptown, and we won't ever see each other. But like <laughs> just like now, oh, but we'll be on it. the same island. We just won't ever see each other. <laughs> I think that's actually perfect.
0: I also, by the way, Andrew, um, on my Instagram, which is at Jessica Ryan and YLA, if you want to follow me, uh, Andrew's the Andrew Call One. Is that right?
1: Shameless plugs.
0: The Andrew Call One or the Andrew Call?
1: I don't know. It might be it's either anyway, off.
0: I'm doing like a reca- a decade in review each day f- till my birthday, which is on Christmas Eve, if you didn't know I'm doing like a photo oh, I've seen f- this. yeah from each of the decades yeah, yeah. and like telling a story about it. Uh-huh. I just got to I just did 2009, which is I was thinking about Cleveland summer stages where you and I did a couple of shows together Man, one summer what a, and I was what remembering a- <laughs> I think it was our day off, and we went to that ridiculous country bar that we would go to to play pool at because there's like yep, nothing yep. on our side of downtown Cleveland where we were at the time. I think it's all changed now. Now, but at the time, there was really nothing but this little bar that played country music. But I had a pool table on the way back from there, like in the parking lot of the university that we would pass to get back to our housing. There were those giant spools. I don't know what those are for. You're oh handy. right,
1: right. So like, there's like they were doing some cabling under the streets yeah, or something for like yeah. the re-cabling something, and they have these giant spools like what you would imagine um a sewing machine or something flipped on its side but with like huge cable around it so it was probably as tall as we were yeah or as like half of our size it was very large
0: and andrew was on a real kick to make me do things that i wouldn't normally do or was like nervous about or was resistant to
1: pushing you physically for my for my enjoyment and humor, right?
0: And so you made me get on one of those fucking spools and like log roll it down the fucking <laughs> parking lot at like two in I the morning. I don't <laughs>
1: exactly remember this because we were fucking probably shithouse, but that sounds exactly right.
0: That was right after the time that <laughs> we oh <God. laughs> we took a canoe trip. Oh, fuck. and we were supposed to like pull our canoe over at the end of it at a very specific <laughs> spot, and Andrew just kept yelling. All the way to Pennsylvania. Yep, all the way to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, that's right, because it's the Cuyahoga Yeah, river, all the way to Pittsburgh, and right. And us straight past the pull-off spot yep. into rapids that you're not, a small, clearly but it was not a, supposed It was like to a go. small waterfall. Yeah, but waterfall. it was rocks. And so we turned around, and then yep. he dumped us into the Cuyahoga, which I would like to remind everyone who's listening, burned not even 50 or 100 years ago. And yeah, I lost there was lost a lot of chemicals in that river. gone. And also, then we had realized that we parked our canoe about two hours after everybody else had gotten in, so they were just <laughs> waiting for us.
1: Because we were doing like a lazy, like river uh, yeah. cruise, man. We were just like really cruising. That's what we do, man. We had exactly. beers, we had, we had the whole thing. We were shit house. But I want to, I want to say one thing about this: if we had committed to that line, if we had both <laughs> gone one hundred percent
0: to Pittsburgh. <laughs>
1: To Pittsburgh, if we would have committed to that, as opposed to bailing at the last second, this is this is about working in tandem. This is about working in concert <laughs> with your friends, especially when you're shithouse. You commit to that line and you go for it. You can't have somebody balk at the last moment. You can't have somebody no, go, oh, oh this is a mistake.
0: I was rowing backwards. You were rowing forwards.
1: So anybody who's out there who's ever canoed before or oared <laughs> anything, Bullshit. you got to be in concert with your friends. If you don't work in concert, it's just not going to get you to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Also, cautionary
0: note, it does sound like every time Andrew and I do anything fun, we're drunk. It's not true. Just only so far having the idea for the podcast, rowing to Pittsburgh and playing log roll on a spool. (laughs) Three. That was it. I feel like we should probably swing around to the episode now. (laughs)
1: I feel like we should probably get sponsored by a booze company of some kind because coffee's clearly not getting it done for (laughs) us. Take Take me to beers is what this should be called.
0: We have talked to a lot of folks over the course of these last couple of months who are talking about their adult careers and particularly in theater, what it's like to be an adult working in theater. But today we get to dive a little bit into what it's like. To be a kid learning theater, which is super cool.
1: Yeah, I'm really into that. We got uh, we got the the creator, founder, and showrunner, if you will, of <laughs> Broadway Workshop, Mark Tumanelli. This guy is a self made genius. Like he's he he's one that's of the most true. hilarious people I've ever talked to. There's no pretension <laughs> there, and if there is, he's going to tell you that he's pretentious at that point. So he's completely <laughs> self effacing. It's, like right. it's a it's a brilliant <laughs> dynamic actually to be able to work with children the way that he does, direct, write right, And this guy's like a self-made man.
0: Yeah. So Broadway Workshop, they do full productions of adaptations, like youth adaptations of musicals. They do workshops where they bring Broadway people in to teach the kiddos. They do all kinds of stuff like that. And he's had this business for a really long time now, and it is super successful and has grown into now he has all these peripheral businesses out of it. An events company, a corporate training company. He's got an awesome nonprofit called Project Broadway, which makes the work of Broadway workshop accessible to anyone yeah. regardless of financial ability and yeah i think it was really inspiring to hear his story of going from an act just an actor to the person who runs this company and he still directs and he still acts every once in a while as well
1: yeah well, if you guys that are listening today have any questions for any of our upcoming viewers, and if you want to be a guest, you can give us a video ask at uh, TM2C Podcast. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram, and uh, you can head on over there. Follow us, TM2C Podcast, again, and leave us a video ask for any upcoming guests that we have. Let's
0: get into the episode and get Andrew off this script. We hope you enjoy this Seriously. episode of Take Me to Coffee with Mark Tuminelli of Broadway Workshop.
1: <laughs> burr, 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 burr. That's me failing. <laughs>
2: And she had a teddy bear that when you squoze it, it says, keep yourself. Something like that. No, it does okay. not. I
1: am. I am. I am. This is something about uh, the vernacular that we're using in today's society. So I'm you know, doing a show in Chicago right now and we're separate areas. I dress with uh, one gentleman who's about my age. And then I dress with three other people, really, who are the like kind of the standbys and they have their own thing going on and they're younger. Right. So they're in their like early, mid to early 20s. The other day I hear coming from this room and I hear God knows what kind of conversations. I hear all this fucking ridiculous shit come out of there. And somebody literally said, for the past tense of squeeze, squoze. And you just said squoze for the past tense of squeeze. You know I
2: spend 99% of my time
1: with teenagers, which sounds very creepy. Uh. So this is what I have to ask you. Being that you are a teacher, influencer, someone who is at the forefront Mm -hmm. of teaching children, is there is there a world in which you say, guys, no, we can't. You can't say we can't. squoze? We're not going to say squoze. No, I'm all. i not a real thing. No, I it's, want. It's a made up word. Andrew, so we go into the dictionary and we say, guys, the past tense of of squeeze it's is squoze. 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 It, it got uh, squozen. I just, it, it was squoze.
2: It's fine. <laughs> because you knew exactly what I meant, didn't you?
1: <laughs> Are we changing things now because you know what I meant?
2: Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think the the answer okay. is yes. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right. Now I know squoze isn't a word, but isn't it charming? I love squos.
0: It's like calling the moose Mises. Okay, no,
2: we've gone too far. See, you know,
0: this. We've is what had I'm like saying. three I conversations go- about that on this podcast. So we stupid. really actually <laughs> have.
1: It's uh it's quite brilliant, really. Let's go back to the youth of America, that is, you know, one of that I work with constantly now. Do you find a lot of kids? Fantasizing about the non-reality that is our business. You see kids like dreaming and wondering, but I work with these kids now. <laughs> Quit who are dreaming. Fresh out of school. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, because I've I've taught a couple of Broadway workshops, and well, and, no, you've never taught these a Broadway
2: workshop unless you've taught it at Broadway workshop.
1: <laughs> I feel like it was Broadway workshop. Well,
2: I don't think it was. We could talk about my competitors in a minute. Yeah. But uh, Mark Tuminelli, the person on this podcast, owns the rights uh, to use the word Broadway and
0: workshop together. I really enjoy that this got louder and closer I'm to the mic like getting and this heated. Is on record. So you
2: can't say Broadway workshop unless you're talking about oh me. shit.
0: But you probably Broadway taught workshop, a Broadway yeah. okay. class. Does that mean someone
1: tricked Andrew into thinking it was your company? Yeah, I feel like uh, this was like six or like five or six years. No, it was like seven years Maybe you taught for me. What show were you in that year? I was in Rock of Ages at the
2: time. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, Mark would have been there, right? No, I don't go to any group. If if it's a student group, group. I don't go to those, so I wouldn't know. But I would know if you're on our payroll. All
1: right, go ahead. You were saying, anyways. Um, <laughs> back in with these, with this group of you know young kids, probably anywhere between seven and seventeen, we would say, watching them kind of like live in this world of, oh my god, it's you know like back when we were all young actors and whatnot, and we had this kind of idea of like, oh my god, the stage, it's such an amazing place, and all these other things. And now watching these kids come in and their first jobs out of school and still living that, like that's the dream, that's the dream. I see them start to deteriorate after a month or two. With that, it kind of all goes away. They're like, oh, fuck, this is real life. This is like a job. I have to come to work. I have to be on time. I have to do all this shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you guys are a huge, uh, you're a huge business and a lot of people come to you because you're, you're offering top tier talent and you're offering top tier, you know, education. Is that what it is? Or are you guys like really selling what, what it is to really be like in show business?
2: Robbie workshop is very clear about not selling the dream. It's kind of, we mm-hmm. walk a very... Weird line because half of these kids will do this through high school and then that is a wrap. And then the other half, I don't know if it's 50 50, the other half are going to go to college for this, are going to give it like a real stab, go in and audition. And so this is their non school time. And so the goal is that they're having a great time, but they're getting a real idea of also what it's like.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: However, I don't think anyone is ready for what it's really like until you're really doing it. The majority of our kids are professional kids, meaning that they either did this as a child or they're trying to do it now. They have agents and managers and headshots and they go to auditions. And then once they turn 13, that slows down remarkably. So a lot of them have a sense of what it's like because they've already been doing it. They're not the kids from the middle of the country that only do their school shows and dream of Broadway. These are kids who have... Been close and didn't get it, or they might not Mm. necessarily understand what it's like to be an adult and have to pay rent and do it, but they certainly understand what it's like to be in a show that closes or get down to the last two and not get it, or be in three Broadway shows and then no one ever calls you again because you had puberty, whatever. (laughs) And so, like, I think that my kids have a better idea. The kids that do our main stage program, it is identical to doing a professional production with the exception of that there are two Cast so that you have a counterpart. The rehearsal process is exactly the same of every regional job I've ever had or every professional job I've ever had. The tech time is a quarter of the amount of time that they normally have. We make it dazzling, but it is the real life. But I can't prepare them for you have no job, you have no money. Like, I can't do that.
0: <laughs> I wish you would we do also a one-day workshop on that.
2: We also have these cute stickers, and that really makes a big difference. <laughs> We do classes and workshops and camps and summer intensives. And then we do these two productions every spring, our main stage and our junior main stage, which is sort of like this crown jewel of what we do all year. So we have kids that are very involved because they do our shows and our workshops of productions and things like that. And then we have kids who just come from Milwaukee for five days in the summer and do an intensive. So we are kind of flying off flags at Broadway Workshop.
0: Are you an accidental business owner? Like, did you know you wanted to own or start a business? Yeah, it's very, very accidental.
2: I uh, did Gypsy with Patti Lapone in Chicago. I saw that, remember? That was fun, yeah. And then we, I thought I'd be doing that Show on Broadway and then that did not happen Sorry, Sorry. we all got fired And um, <laughs> Patty did not get fired but everyone else did <laughs> Sounds about so right that, um, that happened and then I was like Fuck this business And then I had done Brighton Beach and Biloxi Blues and Broadway Bound At every theater in the country. That was happening on Broadway. And then I didn't get that. This is the coffin and this is the nail. We are done. (laughs) And so I had been working for an insane woman. I became a co-owner of her children's theater. She was the most hateful person I've ever met. And so I sort of left her and started my (laughs) own thing. That's how Broadway Workshop was born. I thought this would be something that I could kind of maybe do if I had an acting job. You know, I didn't think I was like quitting acting. So Mm. then it just very quickly, I would be sitting with a casting director teaching a workshop. And then the next day, I couldn't go in and like audition for them. That was embarrassing to me. So it made the decision like for me. And also money is nice. And um, I wanted I wanted to buy a nice couch. And um, very quickly, I could do that. And I was like, Well, this is great. This couch
0: is gorgeous. The things that motivate us, the small things in yeah, our no, it This is not the
1: first time I've, I've heard an actor refer to the spectrum of success and whatnot via what kind of couch they're going to buy and or could yeah. they buy a couch? And if I buy a couch, will the show close?
2: <laughs> um, like I want to buy a couch, but I'm afraid.
1: <laughs> this this dear friend yes, of mine, the second I Andre do. Ward, sits in a show for fucking seven, eight years. And he's like, I don't know if I'm financially solvent enough to buy a couch because when I buy that couch it's over. The show's gonna close.
2: It's very funny. And um, I get it. So I'm an accidental business owner. And then I was like, Oh, I like I like this. (laughs) I like creating programming. I like the marketing end of it. It also makes me want, you know, to jump out of the building once a day but it's okay
0: <laughs> do you use um for the productions and stuff do you use a professional stage manager or do you have kids that learn the job yeah we normally
2: do uh, use a professional stage manager i'm not giving you an equity contract but normally people who squoze out a bunch of money
1: <laughs> squoze, squoze out a bunch of money for the equity contract
2: it's very early <laughs> um we use a professional stage manager.
1: Uh, do you guys also, with the acting program and side by side, do you guys also offer kind of a stage management like view or is there people who can trail the stage manager? Or?
2: We have a lot of students who grab. I can't get rid of kids. Like it's the best thing actually. So these kids that grow up with me and they do my program, you know, maybe from fifth grade up, maybe through eighth grade up, and they graduate. If they go to school in, you know, the tri state area, now they work here or they're, they're assistant stage managers or they. They're, you know, assistant directors or they're, you know, we keep them around. And then after kids who go away to school often come back because we're like a safe, we're a safe place. I'm like a fun person. Um, everyone well, who works at Broadway Workshop yeah, fun. <laughs> fun person, sure. I start most things with saying I'm a fun person. But no, these kid, the kids have great experiences with us. I think so many kids make their friend circle at Broadway Workshop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's the thing. You know, if you think back at where you made most of your friends, it probably wasn't Always in theater. And dance. There probably wasn't a locker nearby. No,
0: it's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? It's like the equivalent of community theater in Missouri, mm-hmm. like where I grew up, Blue Springs Community Theater. Shout out to Blue Springs. Hey, Blue Springs. <laughs> but it's like super professional in New York. Yeah. I can't imagine actually, to be honest, what it's like to be a kid, a theater kid in New York. I have like almost 200 kids signed
2: up for spring main stage auditions right now. Jesus there's still Christ. four weeks to go before we start. So we'll, we'll wind up at about 275 before we go into auditions. And there's two casts of We Will Rock You and two casts of Chicago this year. So it'll be about... 90 kids total will get cast but 175 kids like won't get into the spring shows right
1: god that's got to be super stressful and you know on this podcast we do a lot of uh call-in questions but today we're actually gonna do a bunch of reading questions from our audience members people who've submitted things your
0: instagram went crazy on it
1: went fucking balls out yeah it
2: was not quite but i'll take it it was a lot of inappropriate questions which we hopefully won't share uh Oh, wrong! You I'm, don't know what podcast
1: you're we're, on. We're, no, we're absolutely going to get there. Yeah, today. Hashtag Hopefully the only explicit
0: have. mentorship podcast on the market. Great. Again.
1: Um, so I'm going <laughs> to read you your first question today, and it has to do with something that I think that we've gotten uh, we've gotten into a little bit. On a scale of one to ten, how stressed are you? Like of a given day, how stressed are you? And what is with the five o'clock shadow? <laughs>
2: This morning, my technology stress was like at a good seven out of 10. Uh, The uh, normally, my normal stress level is like a five. If we are in, you know, like a main stage or summer, it's like at an eight or a nine.
1: Is this just logistical stress? I mean, is it literally just kind of like getting kids to and from? Are you responsible to the kids to and from the spaces? No, none of that.
2: It's it's all the other stuff. It's like last year we had a enormous like audit from the Department of Labor and I was dealing with a car issue. Like uh, last year we had some costume that was coming from Australia that I couldn't get in time for a corporate event while I was in tech for our junior main stage. But it, right now, it's December is a pretty quiet month. So, you know, that brings it up to a three. Like what do I get my mom for Christmas is like the eight of my stress level right now.
0: What do you do like to create time that is like at a zero or a one that's not work? I have more self-care than ever any human
2: person I am constantly <laughs> getting foot massages at the all seasons massage centers around oh my here. god <laughs> I go to something called shape house which I'm obsessed with you go into a sleeping bag and you sweat for 55 minutes
1: are you sleeping and sweating or is this no like...
2: you're you watch, you have headphones and you watch Netflix
1: and it's essentially just like you're, you're cutting water weight
2: I don't know yeah sure I don't know I just am quiet for an hour and that is wonderful
1: Oh, yeah, like that's peaceful.
2: Um, I get a lot of manny petties. I, I see a lot of theaters like very calming for me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine. <laughs> Except I've I'm gone right to there. see theater with you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time I saw a show with you, I was very drunk. And so, which is not normally how I behave in the theater.
0: <laughs> and it was also totally like a family show. We saw a <laughs> like
2: Christmas Carol. Can we plug it? It was gorgeous. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. I, Legitimately cried through seventy
0: percent of it, but
2: <laughs> I was feeling my feelings.
0: <laughs> it was great. It was a beautiful show. Just to bring it all around, shout out to Andrew's wife Jillian who cast that motherfucker. Oh there
1: yeah.
2: Oh, I know Jillian. She's worked for me. She's worked at Broadway Workshop. Oh
1: yeah, that's she's great. Oh, you, so you were
0: mixing it up. It wasn't you, Andrew. It was your wife,
1: wife that worked for Broadway Workshop. It's a it's a team. It's a team endeavor. <laughs> team effort. It's team. It's a team effort.
0: I have a question. I saw this somewhere in your comments on your Facebook because I was creeping on your Facebook feed. Okay. I guess. You said, "Ask me about the time my lawyer saved my business."
2: <laughs> oh, because that labor law last year. Oh. There's been a big movement to try to get—I don't know what's happening in the labor department—but to get people who classify as a independent contractor right. to be employees, and it behooves the government for them to be employees. But it really hurts a small business owner, and these people are inherently independent contractors. If you come work for me, see Andrew, you don't even remember if you worked here or not. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) trying to say like you would be an employee if you came once to teach a rock of ages dance class, but then you went to my competitor a half hour later to teach a rock of ages dance class. Right, it's crazy. You're not my employee. So it's been about a year and a half of us uh, kind of fighting this labor law case. Oh. The person who commented on that Facebook was uh, a childhood friend who also served as my lawyer in the case who like literally saved, <laughs> saved my business. So thank you, Randy. If you're looking for legal help, uh. email me and I will send you her information, especially if you're someone who have been fired from your job or you're someone Ooh. who is negotiating an employment contract, I got you covered. I'll get you a good lawyer. Oh, there
1: you go. <laughs> we'll put that All in right. the show yes. notes,
0: everyone. Heck yeah. I tell you what, that is a thing that stresses me out. Like, Especially as artists and makers and doers, like I keep looking at everything and I'm like, I have to fucking come up with so much money for lawyers and accountants before I can do anything else that it makes me irate yeah stressed out like i don't even know you know she had said like if i had paid a lawyer it would have been like 10 grand
2: no joke right, so right. i took her to see jagged little pill
0: <laughs> yeah it would have been
2: ten thousand dollars and most people don't have just ten extra thousand dollars
0: it's just wild um all right let's get off the fucking business nitty-gritty i have a good question from someone who follows you on instagram named Rudaya. oh yeah uh, Rudaya it's, it's rude yeah it's rue from our Great. friend rue
1: Squeeze not swell.
0: Mm. rue would like to know how is broadway workshop working to be more inclusive of gender identity which is a question we talk about a lot on this podcast and
2: it's something that we've been talking about so much uh at broadway workshop and i think some of my other friends who work in youth theater we it's been a big big conversation as kids are discovering who they are earlier and earlier and it's a wildly exciting, ongoing question about how we include them, probably workshop, um, even noblezada came to teach a workshop this weekend, and she was so impressed that they have their kid's name, their age, and a pronoun and their notes. And um, so all of our guest teachers get that mm. in a workshop. It's very easy because we're just asking our kids and their parents to let us know how they want to be referred to. And they're with us for a day or a week. And that's really easy. Mm -hmm. The tricky part is when we're doing a show like Chicago, which is our upcoming main stage, how we make it as open as possible to every gender. Mm -hmm. A big, huge part of Broadway Workshop is that we are very involved in the creation of musicals before they hit the market. So I wrote or I edited the high school version of Head Over Heels, which will be released sometime in 2020. Cool. And uh, we did the workshop of that. It was the first time it was in the casting breakdown that we were seeking kids that were identifying as uh, maybe a different gender than what they were born as mm. they're sort of teaching us what's the best way to go about yeah, it how and how it. we ask questions and how we refer and it's hard for me as a, a dinosaur sometimes i say the wrong gender because maybe i knew someone as a different gender mm-hmm. and i'm trying to get better at it and and what i've learned is that if you do make a mistake, which I make all the time, I would just want to just brush past it and keep going. But the correct thing to do is say, oh, I'm so sorry, I just called you by the wrong gender. I apologize. And then move on. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning and reading and figuring it out.
0: Uh, Let's go to another question. This is also a good one. This is from Tara Andella. She wants to know, how do I encourage slash support my kids' love of theater without being a pushy stage mom? Which is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so hard. Uh, there is no business
2: in the world that you could be a kid and working in. You can't be a child doctor. You can't be a child, right. you know, Unless gardener. You're Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So, you can only be a child actor. It's the only option of a job, really, as a 10 mm-hmm. or 11 year old. And so, you cannot advocate for yourself. So, the parent has no choice but to get involved when they see their kid being mistreated or sitting around a rehearsal all day oh. that never being used or another kid talking to them like they're a piece of shit. Like, it's an impossible task. There are parents who are a little bit better at it than others. So, the way you support mm-hmm. your kid is by helping them find opportunities, talking to them, and making sure how the day went. Let's say they're working on a professional job. Your job as a parent is to say, what happened today in rehearsal? Did you have a good day? Did you have a bad day? You have to ask the questions and then, you know, make sure that you're talking to stage management in that way. But you calling your manager every day to find out what's coming up and why they haven't had an audition in two weeks, that's when things start to get a little wild. So I think you support by asking questions and knowing what's happening in the industry and knowing what's happening in your kid's agent or manager's office without making it your life goal because it's really hard when you see these other Mm. kids coming up in front of your kid and then um, you're like, but wait a second because of course you think your kid's the best. It's hard enough to be an adult audition for something and not get it. Now you're a kid auditioning and not getting it and the only person that you have is your parent who was not in the room, does not know what happened. (sighs) It's like...
0: Kind of the worst thing ever, but... That is crazy, and I've never heard it explained that way. really
1: impossible. Do you find your... Have you found in the past that where you've dealt with some, like, crazy stage parents? Yeah. (laughs) Have you dealt with that? Like...
0: Do we have to cut this out? Can we we talk about one of (laughs) the stories? Can we just, like, say,
1: like... Okay, as like a as a safeguard to some of our listeners out there who are maybe parents of children who are actors, could you tell us like a horror story and be like, Don't yeah. be that don't be that person? Yeah, this I mean, there, tale.
2: I have a couple I mean, there are <laughs> stories that get so blown out of the water. Like I've heard stories about parents that went into the waiting room and been like, Oh, the audition's canceled. And oh. I like don't necessarily believe <laughs> I don't really believe those. I honestly don't believe those things happen. I do think that they're like telephone versions of these stories that become bigger things. Yeah. Folklore. I've had parents lie specifically to me about their kids missing a Broadway workshop rehearsal. Uh, This is a true story. Uh, This kid had missed rehearsal and missed rehearsal. So when I finally got in contact with them, they were like, oh my God, she's in the hospital. She got hit in the head with a baseball at softball practice this morning or something. And I was like, oh my God, this is horrifying like I can't believe this I'm so sorry we'll see her next week we'll catch her up and um, then I saw on another theater company a competitor of mine that yeah. I actually like a lot they're a great company I saw her on their Instagram or their Facebook doing an industry showcase <laughs> that night Whoops. so okay. she ah. was not in the hospital she was with a singing, baseball
0: injury yes
2: she was singing oh. 16 bars of like how lovely to be a woman in a showcase with without and, an um, ice pack
1: or without, without an ice pack and like like I've got a bandage on my face or something <laughs> so
2: i actually email or text message to the woman who owns that theater and i said was you know blank student in your showcase tonight they're like yeah she had rehearsal all day and we had the showcase at night i was like great um so then i called the mom and i was like you're a liar Woo. and um you, yeah, you just came you,
1: right out with it i feel like you're, you're you're the kind of guy who doesn't pull punches so correct
2: and i was like so she
1: can't come back
2: you know you, oh, you are that sucks you are, too right like It sucks too, but all you had to do is be like, she has to do the showcase. It's a great opportunity for her. And then we can weigh whether or not she can miss this rehearsal. But they just lied to me week after week. The mother had an asthma attack one week. She was in the hospital. You know, things like that. We know that parents are sometimes waiting by the door when they're watching their kid audition. Or if I had a kid in the business, I would be I would be the worst stage parent because <laughs> I would be like at the door. I'd be like, she only got it because she's, you know, knows the director. Uh, <laughs> that's why I don't have kids. Because
0: <laughs> it's like self monitoring.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Right.
0: Hey, I have a question actually on that. So you spend your days directing kids, but I know you also direct adults now, um, or I have for a long time and I'm, Well, I mean, but you occasionally will direct, right?
2: Honestly, what I would like to be doing more of Uh when you are doing youth theater, I think people think it's a middle school show. I don't think that everybody understands like the level that I'm producing theater at. So it's, you know, it's hard to get taken seriously if you're looking to do directing um, or work with adults. Like, you know, I, I... directed at the Herb Strauss Theater in Florida. I just directed my friend uh, Farrah Alvin's Cabaret Act, which is unbelievable. And we're doing it again at the Green Room in March. You know, it's something I'd like to do more of, I think, as I get older, and I'm figuring out what the second part of my career is, mm-hmm. okay. or the fifth part or whatever part I'm up to. It's actually like, harder in a way directing adults because you have to be sensitive about their feelings about things with kids i can be like that's terrible we're going again you have no idea what you're talking about and you cannot say that to an adult who has no idea what they're talking about right um but i'm good at it you know it's Mm -hmm. when i would do an acting job i'd be like oh it's fine i'm fine in this but when i'm directing i'm like oh i'm better at this than i ever was at you know anything else (laughs) and you know i could see how it all is supposed to look together work together I, i know how things move well and sometimes I see shows on Broadway I'm like how is this happening oh, how is there a so curtain many coming in for the scene like is it 1987 like there's just like a lot of things that are not well done as you guys I'm sure know
0: I think it's really clear and from this conversation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's really clear that you like ask these kids to rise up to meet an expectation and a challenge like
2: mm-hmm. it's an industry thing I think it's just if they think you do children's theater they think you're like have a cardboard set and the right lights are on. Right. I just think people don't understand the, the level that youth theater can be. Um, and our kids are like better than most of the people that are working. <laughs> you know, we've had I've had about 70 kids on Broadway since I started Broadway Workshop.
0: You must be so proud of that. That's amazing. It is
2: really a wild thing to see. Legitimately last week, a kid took uh, our six week musical theater class. I saw him. I thought he was really great. I set him up with an agent last week. They sent him out on Lion King and he booked it all in the same week.
0: It's slow class, So his mother just like <laughs>
2: called me started crying like, you made my son's dream come true oh and we have god. people like andrew feldman who is evan hansen right now and uh, michaela diamond who is just sharing Catherine reese who's in harry potter and presley ryan who's in beetlejuice and these are all kids who are just done our main stage in the last couple years mm-hmm. so you
1: are a stage mom in a way you're like yeah, a, exactly. you know, <laughs> oh my god this is, kinda, this is your this is you without having kids you have all the kids now
2: i'm their theatrical father theater dad
0: that makes me well, both terrified yeah. and warm hearted. Yeah, it's
2: very sweet, actually. Um, oh, and Shireen, who's Maria in West Side Story, I forgot about her. Oh, I didn't really forget about her. I just, I just haven't, I haven't seen it yet, so that's why.
1: Right, right, right. Well, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you know, I felt this probably the same way a lot of people do about children's theater, and you know, I see like a lot of signs for the Broadway Workshop, and I see a lot of things for this, and I'm just like, oh god. But, yeah. but now that we've had this conversation, you've absolutely changed my mind about this. Good. It is like one of the greatest after-school programs slash professional theater stepping stones that I've actually heard of cool. and it's, it's 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 mind blowing to me uh, but we do have one more question and I think this is going to be a fun one um, it is from at Adrian the alien what is one thing that made you laugh the hardest in the last week one thing that made me laugh the hardest in the last week um, other than this other than being on this podcast no
0: I'm uh <laughs> You can answer when I almost killed your dog yesterday. Oh, my God. That was horrifying. <laughs>
2: and I was not laughing. <laughs> no. um, Are you kidding me?
0: She, like, got out of the
2: elevator, and my dog went to meet her, and, like, she had a bit, like, nine bags, and one of the bags dropped, and he got, like, scared and jumped away, but he did, like, a full... A parkour?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs>
1: and I was like, <gasps> okay, like, all right. Oh
2: my God. And he's like, he's a street dog. So like he, if we were, mm. if this whole building burned down, Can I have some change? He though? would be coming out of the rubble with a cigarette in his hand. <laughs> Um, we're not that he's, he's a tough boy. He's fine. Um, I probably, you know, we did our industry showcase this week on Monday night and we have, it's a completely free event. So we get kids from like everywhere that are just like adorable and, um, they're like six years old and they're so sassy. So I mean, probably the thing that made me laugh the hardest is like a conversation, like a legitimate conversation I had with a six year old this week about like, what are their chances of booking like a good agent and things like that we had this little girl be like i'm not going out there and i was like do you want me to go with you and she's like yeah 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 and i was like oh god i'm gonna have to go on stage with this kid and uh right before she went out she's like i got this i'm fine i'm like all right um (laughs) legitimately she's like hi i'm five years old when she came out to slate oh my god yeah and these these things these kids slate because they're supposed to like slate their name their age and a fun fact about themselves. And this girl was like, oh God, um, yes, like she like slated something from funny girl. She's like, I'm <gasps> some man, like tough as leather. And I was like, what? And I was like, did
1: you Don't tell me not to live? I was
2: like, Oh, do you love funny girl? And she's like, what are you talking about? She like, didn't know I'm sweet as pie and I'm tough as leather. I was like, Oh, do you love funny girl? She had no idea what I was talking about. So her, her mom, mom told her to clearly told her to yeah, say that yeah, was clearly. her fun fact. Yeah, she was coached up. And I was like, well, that's right. not a fun fact. And it makes you sound crazy. So let us um <laughs> Do you like dolphins? That's a tough love. Um, and so I think we, we switched her thing to being about dolphins. Just <laughs> I just imagined her
0: reference. with chompers in oh, saying that. Oh, flippers. Flipper. flipper. flipper flippers. Yeah, I like to call yeah. them chompers. Well, I've
2: invi- I'm an Invisaligner. <laughs> and so like, boy, do I know about
0: <laughs>
1: wearing oh, I'm fake fully teeth. in it. I'm in it right now. Yeah, I'm in the middle of Invisalign How are you doing? right now. Uh, it's great. I'm at the, like the 14th week. I had to get rescanned recently. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Invisalign for making these bottom teeth. Listen, halibut. it never
2: it never stops. Just so you know, when I went there, like one year, and it was like two years, and this tooth still pops back up,
1: oh, and you crips. have to wear that
2: retainer. Concept. It's like a it's for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't mind. You're that. putting
2: your teeth in a little plastic prison and they yeah. want
0: to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a really good conversation. I
1: know. I was told to do it for health reasons. So, you know, they, they were like, Yeah, you have like this occlusion, which means that the teeth are overlapping yes. each other mm-hmm. and you have a I lot have of uh, there's a lot of plaque buildup behind your front That's teeth, which can cause right. heart disease and some other shit. And I was like, Oh Yeah, this bullshit. And then I had like multiple dentists tell me I was like, Oh god, okay, I guess I'll just take your professional advice
2: uh yeah i was on the today show and i was looking at <laughs> shout out to me um i was on the hey. Today show and i was looking at <laughs> my teeth and my top teeth were fine but my bottom teeth looked like like a fish at the bottom of the ocean and so yeah, an angler fish i was like ah! um and i went directly to my local, local invisalign provider <laughs> shout out to dr glassman who does everybody on broadway um and broadway adjacent like myself. oh great
1: i'm actually looking for someone to transition to an orthodontist to transition to Goes so See Doctor Glassman. Glassman. Uh, he's I'll be, I'll, he's I'll be, great. We'll exchange information. Can we put him in the show notes? Yes, Glassman? put him in the show notes. Great, he is great, the doctor
2: do that famously Josh Cresetti like went to and got gas, and he thought he saw G- he like saw Jesus or something, and he wrote a book about it. Uh, um, oh my! God. And I recently had gas in that office as well, and I was out. It was the strangest experience I've ever had too. So what's wow, going on, on? That Doctor Glassman, Glassman is no, like no has I some don't. Nefarious things going I'm on,
1: f- or like you've <laughs> got the special gas. I'm gonna go to Dr. Glassman for the special gas.
2: Yeah, I think gas hits people differently. And um <laughs> I think Josh and I are had a similar I didn't have I didn't see Jesus or anything, but I'm just also not someone who's done a lot of drugs. So I think I just had a very
1: Does Dr. Does Dr. Glassman have have like our iconic vision of what Jesus looks like, a full beard? He's kind of a Ted Knee. No,
2: Dr. Glassman is like a like a cute late fifties. Uh he goes to CrossFit. He's like well, <laughs> He doesn't
0: look like <laughs> Dr. Glassman. If you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast and talk about. Oh my your god, you guest. should have Dr. Glassman.
2: Yes. But you also have to have his wife on the podcast. She is a scream. She is so funny. I love her, Deborah. Done. We, we literally we asked.
0: We ask our guests to introduce us to like someone they think would be uh, enjoy being on the podcast. So you have to introduce us go. to Dr. We'll Glass because Andrew needs a new doctor anyway. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. So you want do- Glassman Dental. <laughs> they're they're funny in there. Um, it's a fun office. So get those teeth straight.
0: And that's that, that
1: is absolutely hilarious.
0: Mark, this is such a good conversation. What, was it? Oh, yes. God, I don't know. Thank you. Yeah. Should no, we start over? Best, <laughs> no, let's just do it again. Yeah. So if someone's listening and they want to get involved with Broadway Workshop or get their kids involved, where do we find you? What's going on? Yeah, yeah.
2: It's broadwayworkshop.com. Yeah, check it out. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at Broadway Workshop or um, we don't really tweet that much um but you can go to uh the Way <laughs> workshop on twitter and if you're looking for me i'm mark tuminelli on instagram and i am that tuminelli on on twitter which i don't use at all and uh you know on facebook and all the
1: things i'm very googleable
0: <laughs> googleable what
1: do you got going on uh what do you anything coming up for you that uh you want to tell people about
2: yeah, I mean, we're having a, we'll have our main stage auditions in January, so if you're anywhere between the ages of nine and 19, we have a program for you oh, in the spring. just missed it. Just, just missed, missed you. Um, and uh, Shoshana Bean is teaching a workshop next Saturday, so this is out before Ooh. the 21st. Dare she. There's a few spaces in it her class. Be. and uh, She's all right. She's right. I'm excited. First time we've had her. And... Uh, you know, we have uh, some other fun workshops that I'm sure will be announced in January. And summer is on sale. You know, summer is our our biggest thing. And if you're an adult and you do events, you can find Broadway events at broadwayevents.com.
0: Hey, we can create
2: a Broadway spectacle for your next corporate event.
1: <laughs> you
0: are okay. the busiest man
2: alive.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
2: And if you are a business
1: that is looking
2: for someone to come in and uh, talk to your sales staff, you can go to Broadway at work.com. And uh, my partner, Blake Ross, and I will come in and work with your sales staff on
0: how to be better at selling things. I had to resist the impulse to have a talk about the process of trademarking something with the word Broadway in it because I also went through that process and I know it's hard. But then I was like, that's really boring. No one's going to want to hear about that. Well, I'll tell you what it costs ten
2: thousand yeah, dollars. So Ooh. I spent so much everything, money. That's ten thousand.
1: Everything that you do, everything you're doing today, is ten thousand yeah, dollars. Everything's ten thousand dollars.
0: Hashtag send us ten thousand.
1: But also,
2: like, I won't do anything unless
0: it makes ten thousand dollars i will be like, yeah.
2: We're not doing that unless <laughs> so it makes so you're always breaking. Either
1: no. Yes, <laughs> it's got to be ten k. Ten k is my. That's my. That's my. Ask. I'm not
2: going there for unless oh I'm making ten thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> Mark, you are too funny, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast yes, today. We thank really, you. Really, really you, guys. Good really luck. I hope that such a great conversation
2: i hope that you guys can edit this and make it listenable <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know I, I think we're gonna be okay and uh just go ahead and just do me a solid and see if i'm on the payroll i'm gonna check <sighs> i really want to i really want to find out now
2: we um, have to ask yvette i don't know anything about anything but if you taught a workshop here we would know yes emily are you still with us
0: <laughs> let me see if she, she was like i'm trying the there video she off. is
2: <laughs> all right do we just go now is that it
0: in uh, da, da, da. I think it's jump out Actually da, 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 jump in I'm pretty down. sure down. Jump down. in
1: Is it in or out? I don't know Jump in Jump out I don't think it's jump in I think it's jump in
0: What is that song called? Jump jump in
1: They played it every fucking dance That we've ever been to in the 90s Oh, jump in. jump in It's jump in it Let's is Jump, jump in. in. Yes, jump I knew in. it.
0: And feel my touch. I knew it. Jump.
1: Speaking of Jump In, like that song reminds me of a show, Head Over Heels, which is what we just, mm. just kind of discussed is that one of those musicals that Mark had done like the abridged version of and then the kids get to be able to perform it. And that was just on Broadway this last season. I know. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing to me that he's like, you know, he produces, he, he co-writes, he directs, he does the, you know, kind of these abridged versions. What did you call it earlier? You called it something? Adaptations. He he adaptation, yes he adapts these things God, can't even <laughs> use my words <laughs> like the fact that he's got his finger on the pulse is what I think make Broadway workshops such a an innovative and cool resource for kids these days. You know, it's not just a flyer. Like what is that guy? Dan will teach you guitar. Like all over oh, New York city. Yes. We have these posters of like Dan who teaches you guitar. But then I hear there's a rumor out there where he's like also maybe a member of like maybe an LDS or some kind of a right wing Christian group. <gasps> and he tries to also get you to come what? in. I've heard these might be rumors. This is all, this is all pure speculation. What does this I've have heard to do these with rumors Mark? potentially. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like a flyer on a window. You look at the flyer and you're like, Oh no poo, 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 poo. Broadway workshop. That's a flyer on a window. But like uh... this dude, is really doing it because I see this flyer everywhere right I look at Broadway Workshop and I had my trepidation before we had this conversation I I was like I am hesitant but I think Mark has explained to me and changed my complete outlook on this that these are not just tools. He's like running a genius company here who's actually giving a a, a small window and maybe not even what a large bay window into the reality <laughs> that is professional theater. And like these kids aren't coming away with any kind of skewed um, vision of this and their dreams aren't dashed but they're also getting a dose of reality in this world.
0: In particular like I think what we've heard a lot in this episode is that if you ask people to rise to a certain level and kids as well, they will step up or they will fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And that in particular is what Broadway Workshop does really well, right? When they do a production of Sister Act, it looks like a professional production. These kids, they are working at a professional level. And it's because Mark asks them to do that and doesn't accept anything less. And that's a great way to learn that skill that you're talking about, too right well we hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did don't forget to follow mark on instagram it's at mark tuminelli t-u-m-m-i-n-e-l-l-i which i'll put in the notes and it's that tuminelli on twitter he's super hilarious <laughs> he's a good follow he
1: really is so funny it's so funny it's
0: really good and uh, you can also check out broadway workshop and their summer shows on their website which will be in the show notes
1: well you know what you can do you can head over to twitter and follow us at tm 2 podcast to ask your questions for our upcoming guests and you can also let us know about someone smart and cool you follow that you want to talk to that you think that we should talk to.
0: That's it for this episode of Take Me to Coffee. Now it is your turn.
1: One, check out new episodes every Tuesday on your favorite podcasting skibbity-bap-bap-bap bap thing.
0: And if you still don't know what skibbity-pap is, please go back and listen to Maddie Joe's episode. And in the show notes, click that skibbity-pap link.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you don't, you're going to get them skibbity-paps.
0: I, like I don't like how you're coming up on me. Two for special bonus content, including being able to see all of our beautiful faces. Join our coffee club over at Patreon. We are at www.patreon.com slash TM2C podcast. And actually in the new year, we're going to have some pretty cool opportunities for people in the coffee club. So head on over and get yourself in for
1: that. Your contribution helps us continue to make this podcast for you, with you, and completely ad-free. No one will tell us what to do
0: three download these episodes and if you will please leave us a review so that we can continue to spread the good news of the coffee date and mentorship
1: oh no I'm just gonna let that I'm just gonna let that ooze out of you because that was really great I'm Andrew I'm Jess we'll see you next week bye the same to walk like two out
2: the door Then you have magic